Ladies and gentlemen, Two-Face, more like No-Face, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Hey, the jokes are funny. <laughs> Talk to the hand, because the Two-Face ain't, Two-Faces ain't listening. Indeed they are not. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. I'm uh, Margot Lister with beard. Yes, you got a beard this week. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those. Yeah, I'll just keep it for a bit. Yeah, it's fine. Don't know how long. Yeah, I need I need to I need to save her for the winters. Hey, Michael Lister. Yes, yes, yes. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, you are experiencing it through us. Yes, Charles, right now. The co-hosts. Yes. Of, of this particular podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the madness. Um, but it's a podcast called Fred. Um, just so I say at the top of the show this week, Fulia is not here tonight again. Really? Um, really? You don't say. She's playing hockey. Um, She's playing rookie. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that's just hockey spelled, uh, spelled wrong. Or, awkwardly. Yes, rookie. Yep. <laughs> Well, she's being awesome at that too. Um, yes, yeah, so she's not here with us tonight, but of course you will find her presence throughout the content of the show we're going to be talking about. So, um, yes, so good. It's great. It is good. It is good. It is great. Yes. All right. For well. we all celebrate. It's your mom. It's your mom. Hi. <laughs> it's a bit warm where I am. It's a bit warm, yeah. Warm, warm autumn day in here in Victoria. Mm. Mm. But that's all right. Okay, well, let's just get right into it, shall we? We've got yes. some weekly, weekly watchings. Uh, Folia has given us an entire paragraph, which I'm very impressed with. Thank you, Folia. Wow. Um, well, that's huge. I'm going to read it out now. Um, so, uh, Folia says, I watched a few things this past week. I finally can say I have watched all the best animated feature film nominees as Kendall and I watched Flea at the Thornbury Picture House. Oh. Very, mm, very confronting story, but I love that it's an animated documentary. I also watched, she continues, Embracing the Panda, Making Turning Red, which then made me want to rewatch Turning Red. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Makes I sense. Love, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I loved it on the second viewing just as much as the first. Oh, she actually did watch it. Bless. Love it. <laughs> yeah. love it made me that. watch it, and I watched it. And I watched this again. <laughs> um, brilliant. In the TV watchings, I managed to get through the first half of season one of Sword Art Online, which is a great anime. Mm. Very nice. And I have finished season seven of Everybody Loves Raymond. Only two seasons to go. Wow. This is, yeah, I know, right? Um, she's beating me with Everybody Loves Raymond over the X Files. Um, this is such an easy did she, binge. Did, did, huh? she be, did she beat you? 
Well, I'm still on season seven of The X-Files and she just finished season seven. But then again, my she, show is like twice as long, I suppose. She's, she's beating you with DVD copies of Everyone Loves Raymond. You know you, know you can go to, the, go to the police on that. <laughs> what, too dark? No, no, no. Fully and I will sort it out privately. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Grudge yes. match. Grudge match. Let's duke it out. Um, this is such an easy binge, she says, about Everybody Loves Raymond, and I am laughing out loud at a lot of the scenes in this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, I got to see an indoor theatre... Perf- sorry, indoor. Outdoor. Pardon me. Outdoor theatre performance of Romeo and Juliet performed by the talented actors of Oz Act. Ooh. One of those actors was none other than our good mate, Michael Davidson, who played Tybalt and Paris in mm. the production. Mickey D nice. from Mickey the Twitch. Mickey D. Yeah, shout out to Mickey D on Twitch. Yeah, you um, can find him on Mickey D on Twitch. Yes. Free plug. There you go. Free give plug. Me, give us money. Give it. <laughs> Plug, plug us on your stream. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Tit for tat. Um, mm. Wow, Fulia, you've been Tip. very busy watching <laughs> a lot of stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that the character he was playing in um, Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> Tit and tat? Tit and tat? No. <laughs> Somehow I feel like that's incorrect. But that's just me. Mm. Um, yes. Anyway. Fully has been watching Bugger. a lot of stuff, which is very cool. Um, We're having technical technical difficulties, everyone. Please stand by. Cue the music for the news. Cue the music for the news. We haven't even gotten through the rest of the weekly watchings. Michael. Hello. <laughs> Take it away, Kendall. I'm going to ask you, what What have you been watching last week? I've been watching the news, Kendall. How about you? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm getting thrown. Um, (laughs) You okay? Yeah, I tell you the truth. I haven't really been watching anything new or I haven't really finished anything yet i'm still going on star wars rebels and nice yeah and just darting back and forth on on disney plus and um and uh netflix so mm-hmm. but tell you what i tell you what tried to tried to finish watching a show I started watching a show, and I think I'll stop watching it, because it was okay, I guess. I saw Halo. Oh, okay. Thoughts? It was a good 20 minutes. Oh, no. But it fell off the stool and sort of shed itself at the end. Oh, really? Why? What happened? Uh, A bit about the lore and how they've sort of taken... Uh, taking it in a different direction, and I was there for most of it, but it just went silly at the end, and I thought, do I really want to invest myself to watch the rest of this? I don't know. I'll see how I go next week. Sorry, next week. And, yeah, um, I'm saddened that I have to say it. 
That's disappointing. I know. And they've mm. put so much money into this. I mean, yep. you do have the naysayers of going, this is not my Halo. It's like I, I understood that they were making liberties on the story and that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It was... I don't know what I don't know what it's trying to do. I think that's the frustrating bit. Yeah, okay. Where this story is taking because we don't know where we are of Yeah, it's a bunch of humans um up against the covenant, uh, alien race. And yeah, it's it's a weird thing. And I might give it a I might I'm going to say I'm going to give it one more episode. Okay. And if it doesn't pulls itself up by the bootstraps, then yeah. No uh, more Halo. That's so disappointing. I know. <laughs> I was really looking forward to this. And I thought yeah. it would, would be a good companion piece to the Mandalorian. But no. They they've oh. already taken its helmet off. Yeah, that's that was my my gripe and I think a lot of people's issue was the fact that, you know, Master Chief you know, we're seeing his face where yeah, a lot more than, you know, ever. So like the whole point, like, isn't the whole point of Master Chief is like, you're not supposed to know who he is. Like, cause you know, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a grunt. He's a, he's a, he's a Spartan, but yeah. obviously. And I think the only, only time we actually see his face is probably his eyes and that's it. And yeah. I thought, because, you know, the Mandalorian can sort of, got away with it basically yeah I they they were, you know just leave it that and it could have been like this big thing of showing his face but no they do it in the first bloody episode yeah rubbish yeah rubbish racist <laughs> rubbish hate one two three four five six seven eight uh pauline pants down look at <laughs> that it's fun wow it is good yeah, yeah. so so what about you kendall what have you what have you been watching that's hopefully not that disappointing well, I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched anything really disappointing this week. Um, um, oh, but yeah, 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 it's been another good week of watching things. Uh, the two things I'm going to mention that are like are really, really good, but like they c- tackle some some heavy subject matter. Um, so yes, it's fully mentioned. Uh, her and I went to see Flea at the cinema, Thornberry Picture sh- Picture House. Shout out to them. Um, Thornberries. Thornberries. Um, very, very good local cinema there I highly recommend people check it out uh but yeah we we saw flea and it was wonderful um very powerful very moving very tragic very just confronting in a lot of ways like yeah um i, I don't know i just yeah it really affected folia and i um because oh. yeah but like you're not in a bad way just like you know just an emotional of, way very emo- like it was just emotional, just because like you, you know it's a story of Afghani refugees and you know what they you know you know what what one certain family went through during the the eighties and nineties trying to actually get escape. somewhere yeah. to yeah escape and like you know actually live and have a normal life you know um, and so it's you know it's it's like the animation is like it's not very high tech or advanced but it's that doesn't matter um it's still really beautiful to look at and it really kind of helps to not only does it draw you into the film because you're like 
oh, it's an animated movie. Like, Fulia literally was like, I want to watch this just because it's an animated movie. I don't even know what it's about. Um, so that's getting people that are interested in animation interested in this very human story. Mm. And at the same time, it's kind of easing you, like, it's going easy on you in that aspect because it's all animated. It, like, kind of helps to you know some like you're still engaging with the story but you're also kind of separate from it at the same time because it doesn't look real but then you have these moments in the film where they're intersplicing some live action footage of like you know news coverage uh you know amateur footage and you know or photographs and stuff from things that actually happened um so so that kind of helps to ground you and in, in what's going on and reminds you that it's all real. Um, so yeah, but it's, it, it was a, it was a incredible human story and I highly recommend people watch it. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really, really great. So, uh, let's see how it does at the Oscars tomorrow. Um, Oh shit. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow. You and the rest of the world has forgotten about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh. Stop it. I will. <laughs> I say, oh, the Oscars are on. Next. Next. Um, but... <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, and the other thing I watched was uh, a documentary miniseries called Phoenix Rising, which is about uh, the actress Evan Rachel Wood and her, um, her story of... Uh, uh, abuse that she she suffered at the hands of um, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I heard about um, this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she she and him dated. Um, they dated back in like the the late two thousands, early two thousands, uh, when she was way too young and he was just a bit too old, and um, and things were not things were not good. It was not a good relationship. It was purely a you know an abusive relationship and uh evan kind of details things that he did um you know the story of the two of them and you know gives us context for who she is and who she was at that time and how she was susceptible to that kind of um you know um control over her and life i suppose um and and then just the struggle with like trying to make some real change in the world. Like, uh, they've in certain States, I think maybe in California, I think it was at least in the States, they've tried to bring this Phoenix act in, um, which is, um, you know, just trying to reduce the statute of limitation for, um, abusers, like in victims to report the crimes. Mm. Um, because at the, the time, like when they started filming this documentary, it's been, it's filmed over the course of a couple of years, um, and, uh, at the time of the beginning of filming, I think the statute of limitations was like, oh, it was like three to five years or something. Um, so something ridiculously short because mm. a lot of people that, you know, go through that kind of trauma don't realize that they've been abused until it's too late. And then, you know, they can't do- get any kind of justice. So, which is what happened to Evan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So they were able to su- successfully redu- like, uh, extend it, um, only to up to like, I think five to seven years or something like that. So not, not enough, but they're working on more. So it's a, so it's a great story of like, just, just her life and her struggle and how she's survived, how she's a survivor and, um, you know, and what some really powerful women, you know, or 
just trying to do and trying to get done to bring about some change um, for people who have been through these awful things. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, it was heavy. It was really heavy. I'm, I'm like, I watched it cause I'm, you know, I'm just such a fan of her. She's an incredible actress. Like I've seen a lot of her stuff over the years and I think she's wonderful. And the fact that anything bad like this, like just listening to her talk about what he did to her, I was like, Jesus Christ. I knew it was bad, but holy crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not for the, not really for the faint of heart, um, but it is mm. definitely an important piece of filmmaking. So uh, if you if you can and are able to check out the uh, Phoenix Rising, um, it's on HBO Max in the US, I believe, and on Binge and Foxtel here in Australia. So yeah. So yeah. heavy stuff for me this week. Ugh. That's all right. I can <sighs> lighten the mood and say, well, I've never liked Marilyn Manson. I've never liked his covers. Um. Mm. Yeah, I've yeah. I was a very casual Manson fan, but now I'm like, um, okay, <laughs> maybe not anymore. Like, unfortunately, he's on one of my fa- favorite sort of soundtrack, sort of jukebox soundtrack, and that's Detroit Rock City. Oh, that, really? You know that movie? I do know the movie. I haven't seen it, but I know the movie. Yeah, there, it's like a, a string of like 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 80s 90s like uh hair metal bands that that are actually in the soundtrack and yeah one of his is in there it doesn't need to be in there he does okay a, he does a stupid rendition of highway to hell oh okay interesting yeah, it's yeah it is what it is and i thought nah skip <laughs> 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 because i'm an akadaka akadaka fan akadaka fan that's a me and my yes and that's my music <laughs> <laughs> well we love we love as a, i think as australians we're bound to love acdc so that yep yep that barnsley cold never, chisel yes yeah never really got into in sync no not in sync fucking shit human nature no 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 in sync uh, not in sync ah blanking <laughs> on the name michael hutchins in excess in excess that's it I love In Excess. They're one of my favorite bands. I enjoy it every now and again. I just couldn't really get into it. That's fair. I didn't get into them until I was older, but yeah, um, I think they're great. But that's fair. Not yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, no judgment here. No judgment here. Except, Music for, is except if you're Marilyn Manson, then fuck him. <laughs> yes. Or her. Fuck them. I've seen that album cover. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Haven't we all? Anyway, that's enough about him. Um, more about Evan Rachel Wood, I wish. Yes. Um, okay. Well, I think that might be the end of the weekly watchings, which means now it's time to get into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. News, news, yes. Okay, so uh, to start the news uh, this week, unfortunately, we do have to get a little sad, continuing the sadness yes. um, for a bit because, um, of course, um, we have to comment and pay tribute to uh, Taylor Hawkins. Um, who 
completely and utterly suddenly just uh, passed away uh, yesterday at the age of 50. Um, and I just, I'm just like, can 2022 just stop for a second? Just like, just slow down on the, I want to be better than 2016. Um, just stop doing it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just getting, it's just getting intense, but uh, yeah, especially because like, it's just so, so shocking because, you know, he just, this is a guy who just oozed life, you know? Yeah. Like oozed joy and energy. And the fact that that's gone is just kind of like, for me, that's probably the most confronting part about it. Uh, and the fact that uh, Foo Fighters were actually just in Australia, like not, not a barely, barely a month ago. Yeah. Um, they came and played a one-off one night only show uh, in Geelong, in, in Geelong, Victoria yeah. uh, at Cadinia Park. Um, sold out in like, seconds uh it was a packed packed show some friends of mine went and said it was just incredible and i was messaging them yesterday just going you guys are so lucky <laughs> like holy crap like not that anyone knew but like man um i never got the fortune of seeing uh the foo fighters live um but i have heard nothing but incredible things and i'm like i'm a fan of them anyway because they're just such a staple of rock music of contemporary rock um, yeah. just, just, uh, incredible. And, you know, we all know Dave Grohl's story, but, um, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's just, I can't believe he's passed away. Um, I didn't actually know this though. He was, uh, Alanis Morissette's drummer before he was in the Foo Fighters. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he, um, joined her touring band, uh, during the Jagged Little Pill era in the mid nineties. Um, he's in a couple of her music videos, um, You Ought to Know, which is her big breakthrough song, um, and You Learn is the other one. Um, you can see Taylor in those videos. Um, and, uh, basically he ended up joining the Foo Fighters after the original drummer of the Foo Fighters, William Goldsmith, he had a falling out with the band when they were recording, uh, The Colour and the Shape, which was their breakthrough album Mm. that, um came out uh in the like mid to late 90s um and so dave Grohl asked tail hawkins to to step in join the band and he was with them from then until now uh 25 years basically uh tail hawkins played with the foo fighters on pretty much all of their (laughs) their biggest hits all their albums just uh it's just yeah he's gonna leave an incredible legacy like the amount of people looked up to that guy the amount of people he inspired um, and the amount of incredible music, you know, and just, just this, the, the fact that apparently the last song he, they, like he played with them was ever long. Hmm. And I'm just like, Oh, and I heard that. I nearly started crying. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's heavy. Um, but yeah, my, yeah, my absolute thoughts go to um, his family and friends and, uh, the Foo Fighters, like, that's just incomprehensible. Um, so, yeah. Um, may may Taylor rest in peace. Or rest in beats, as Questlove so adequately uh, said on social media. I really like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We're going to be listening to him forever and ever and ever. Um, 
Mike, are you a Foo Fighters fan? Do you have any thoughts on the passing of Taylor Hawkins? Uh, very, very sad. Um, I, I do enjoy the Fooies every now and again because they're pretty much like the remnants of 90s like grunge and everything everything mm. in between. Mm-hmm. So when you when your childhood dies, it dies dies with you. Yeah, well, can't really watch Studio Six uh, Six Six Six. I know, I was so in in the same way. Yeah. Oh God. Especially especially in the trailer where he pretty much dies at the end of it. So. I know. <laughs> oh my God. But hey, he probably he probably would have enjoyed that. No, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Kind of fitting he gets decapitated by <laughs> by Grohl being possessed by a demon. <laughs> but that's rock and roll, baby. It's rock and roll. Yeah. So hats off to him. Poor one for me, homies. But I won't. No, I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sad. Very sad. Very sad. But he will be missed by so many and never forgotten. That's for sure. All right. Let's lift things up a bit now um, and move into some DC news. Uh, We've got a couple of really interesting DC related uh, stories for this week's episode. Um, Starting with, of course, the one big thing that was on everyone's uh, minds this week was the fact that Matt Reeves actually put his money where his mouth is and gave us the deleted scene of uh, Barry Keon as Joker um, uh, talking or is with... It, or is it uh, he's been credited in the Batman as prisoner? Yeah, like unnamed Arkham prisoner is yeah. what he's cre- officially credited as. But yeah. we all know who that is. No, I don't. Um, no. No? Okay, all right, no. cool. Could be anyone. I mean, fucking in Gotham, the TV series, they had three. So. Did they have three? I thought they just had two. Apparently, I... Uh, this this is where I jumped off. Uh, before knowing this, they they had three, and it was like a big. Which one is really the Joker, or can they actually use the term Joker because they wanted to do the um, uh, uh, Phoenix? No, not Phoenix. Fucking Joaquin. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Joaquin Fe- Phoenix Joker. So you can't use the Joker, otherwise people get confused. And and. Uh, yeah. And clearly now they just don't give a shit. No, they don't care. <laughs> no, they don't care. They don't care. Um, but anyway, we finally got to see this scene um, that was removed from the film for reasons um, where Battenson, yes. Michael? Sorry, I was going to say probably good reasons. Yes, probably good reasons. Um, we'll get into it in a sec. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a scene... Uh, where Battenson has gone to Arkham to question this so-called uh, unnamed Arkham prisoner uh, about who, he, you know, he thinks might be behind uh, the Riddler's mask. You know, who is it and why is he doing these things and all of this stuff. So he's just getting this, you know, he's getting the Joker's perspective on it, basically. And um, it's a really creepy scene, cause, yeah. which is which I like. Um because uh, like they've done I would love I don't know it's interesting I would love to kind of see more of like what he actually looks like because 
they very cleverly kind of like start you very soft and not like out of focus when you're looking at him, when you're looking at, at the Joker. Um, but you can tell there's some disfigurement obviously going on and, um, but it just, and then he gets slightly more and more in focus until right up at the very end when you just kind of get a close up of his face and you can kind of see like clearly there's someone who has, who has actually legit fallen into a vat of acid. Um, <laughs> um, and he's, yeah, permanently, he has this permanent kind of smile, um, on his face in a very different way from, uh, Heath Ledger's, you know, Joker. Um, yeah, I couldn't understand a lot of the dialogue, to be honest. I almost turned the subtitles on. I was like, nah, I think I don't need, really need to know what's being said. I just, <laughs> I was just hmm. enjoy, I was just enjoying the vibe of it, um, really more than anything. Um, and I am definitely a fan of, um, the way Barry's performing the laugh, I really like the laugh. I think it's he's got that down for me. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm just so curious as to, like, I swear to God, and I like, I re- this is one of my favourite things about it, but the way Pattinson played it, the way Robert Pattinson played it was great. I feel like you could see the discomfort, the, the anguish maybe even, like the just the the bad vibes on his face. Like he was like looking at this man who's talking to him, who's just like so very cleverly manipulating the conversation so he can talk about Batman, which I thought was great. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then just the way Robert Pattinson played it, like for for a man in a cowl with very dark eye makeup on and you can only see like the bottom half of his face, like he fucking sold that there's a fucking history between these two on yeah. his face. You can see it in his eyes. You can see it in the way his mouth, like it was just a plus acting um, again from Robert Pattinson as Batman. Um, yeah. So very happy to see more of him in this. Um, yeah. I guess the question just remains, why do we, why, why do we have another Joker? We don't need, we don't need this. We really don't need this, but it's, it's fine. I'm like you said though, Mike, I think it's probably a good thing that they removed it from the movie. Yeah. Cause I, 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 they, it would have been shoehorned in very much so. So yeah, I don't know. Tell me your thoughts on me it. Me thoughts. I, yeah. Before I keep going on forever. What do you, what, it, how, how did good. you feel about it? What are, what are your takeaways? Um, good scene. Loved it. Um, <clears throat> get, definitely getting silence of the lamb vibes. Oh Yeah. Good pro Yeah. Good pro Um. Yeah. A more showing of his face, so it it kind of ma- kind of makes sense that they um didn't really show much of him at the end of the movie. Otherwise, it would have been weird of having the reveal before you see him. So maybe they did like. A soft reta- retaking of the en- ending that he was more in shadow, and a lot of people were saying, "Were saying, is that is that Harvey Dent or is it or is it Joker? I don't know, but he did say clown, so it must be him. So yeah, so but I think that was a bit too much for um, the ending anyway. So um, I liked it. Um, 
not sure if we needed another deformed Joker, so... That's fair. Because we've already sort of seen that with Heath Ledger, and yeah, of course, he's he's like the, the definitive Joker for many people. Not mine, but I enjoy the I, I enjoy the take. And in this one, it's I don't know. I I probably need to watch it a bit more, or or he's going or he's going to be like part of maybe the ensemble of this uh, Arkham series that they're trying trying to uptake. And I don't mind that if it's a Arkham. Arkham show base show without much of the Batman. A bit like what um Gotham is, but but it sorta of had Bruce Wayne in it, but not as the Batman and some of the Batman's rogues, rogues gallery is basically there because of Batman mostly. because uh, a lot of his rogues gallery is definitely the opposite coin of what Batman could have been. Yeah. Because Gotham is... It gets into you and it, it, it fucks with your psyche. And you either be a superhero or a villain. Uh, and some people choose the villain. Yeah. So, my take... Mm, on this particular Joker... Bit too much. Okay, fair enough. And, yeah, we don't really need another Joker. I mean, we've got plenty of Jokers. And mm-hmm. it's good that it was... Dele- uh, not deleted, but it it was... No, deleted scene, that's what it's called. So I'm, I'm glad it was deleted because it would have been like an overshadow of Batman v. The Riddler. <laughs> yes. And that's what the main, main story really lies. I mean... I haven't really heard much about other people's take on this, but they'll probably th- think it's like, oh, it's pretty cute, and it's good that because I haven't really heard people say, oh, it had to be in the movie because it would have made sense at the end. But I think the I think the common common thing is it's it's a good thing it was it was out. It was nice that it was there, but it was better by itself. Yeah, I agree. We all agree. Yes. And it didn't really continue the story, really. No, no. Like, it doesn't really... Like, it literally just only serves the purpose of, like, introducing the Joker to this Matt Reeves universe. Yeah. That's all it does. Probably um, Batman thinking... uh, Probably Batman is sort of thinking, uh, do you know this sort of guy? It's like, well, this guy is sort of you, so, sort of thing. Mm. So he's got to look more deep inside. And then, I don't know, then he then he finds out that he's an orphan and all that. So, I don't know, probably early on in the movie, I need to rewatch it again to see where it, where it goes. Mm. Otherwise, yeah. it's just another psycho on the streets. No, it's something different this time. He's more diabolical and more thinky. Mm. That's what I think. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, well, on to our second bit of DC news for this week. Um... Oh, DC! <laughs> DC, the master race. 
No. Um, hmm. uh, Misha Collins, the one and only Misha Collins, uh, who famously is known for playing Castiel on Supernatural for, for you know, I was almost going to say 15 years, but he wasn't there the whole time. Um, Who's the Collins? What? Who's the Collins? What? What do you mean? What's his name? Misha. Yusha? <laughs> Misha. Husha? <laughs> oh, Levity. Yeah, levity. We love it. Anyway, Misha Collins. Uh, he's sticking around in the CW because he has joined the cast of uh, the upcoming Gotham Knights series. Video game? <clears throat> um, not the video game, no. So this is not connected to the video game that's coming out this year. Oh. Um, and it is also not connected, as far as we can tell, to the Arrowverse on the CW um, which is interesting. So it's this it's DC property that's kind of standalone, probably similar to how like Titans is in a separate thing and Doom Patrol's in a separate thing, sort of, um, in that sense, I suppose. Uh, but cool that uh, Misha Collins has been cast as Harvey Dent uh, slash Two-Face in this, which uh, makes me very excited. There were some moments in Supernatural where... Uh, Misha kind of got to uh, play, like he, he kind of played the polar opposites because he plays an angel for most of the time he's on screen. But then there were moments where he was possessed by Lucifer um, and uh, he had to, uh, you know, play the devil. Um, and so you've got the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And he was having so much fun with that. Not that Harvey Dent is that evil, but like obviously he's... Well, half of him is. Half of him is. He has a split. He has a split personality. So I guess maybe someone like Misha, who can go in both directions very well, um, works good for this kind of a, a character. Um, so yeah, so that's really exciting. Um, this Gotham Knight series, I should just say, it hasn't gotten a series order yet. They're filming a pilot, uh, hoping uh, for it to get picked up. Um, so hopefully it goes ahead. That'd be really, really cool. Um, cause this pilot was ordered, uh, it was like the, the end of last year. Um, the CW ordered this pilot, uh, and, uh, basically, uh, where can I find it? There's like, I had like a description of it. There we go. So the Gotham Knights TV series, for those who don't know, um, is going to follow Bruce Wayne's rebellious, uh, adopted son in the wake of Bruce's murder as he's forced to forge an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies after they are all framed for killing the caped crusader. Hmm. Ah. Um, Sounds as, like the comic as well. Yeah, I think they've based it off yeah. um, the comic series. As the city's most wanted criminals, this renegade band of misfits must fight to clear their names but in a Gotham with no dark night to protect it, the city becomes more dangerous than it's ever been. However, hope comes from the most unexpected of places, as this team of mismatched fugitives will become its next generation of saviors known as the Gotham Knights. Um, yeah, so so that's cool. Um, I, I really don't know much about the Gotham Knights um, comic books, um, but yeah, I'm excited to 
to see if this will be another world of DC worth um, giving some time to. Um, I mean, I'll definitely watch it for Misha at least because I'm a, a fan of his. So, mm. yeah. Um, how do you feel about this, Mike? Any thoughts? Uh, sort of interested um, because I'm sort of interested in the game as well. Yeah. Where where you get to play systematically um, uh, fam- uh, families of the Batman, where where you got like uh, uh, Barbara Gordon, Tim Drake, and and Dick. Oh, never forget Dick. Uh, Jason Todd as well. Maybe having an appearance doing his Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, sort of like Titans. In a way, it's like young, a young team, sort of fighting against crime. Uh, is it part of a universe? Probably not. But there is, it, having a look at it, it looks like there's maybe word that they're probably bringing over Batwoman as well because she's sort of established as well. So it's. Going in there, maybe. 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 I don't know. I just know vague stuff about Batman. And I haven't really seen Batwoman. Uh, One or two. Mm -hmm. Because there's two of them. Yep. Or or they're the same character. I don't think so. No, they're not. I think we talked about that. Um, Yeah. Uh, If it's got uh, Misha... And I've never seen um, Supernatural. I assume he's good. <laughs> all report, all reports say say he's good. From you, <laughs> Yusha, and and Fulia. Um, yeah, give it a go. Always good to have another uh, Harvey Dent. You don't see yeah. many. Of, you don't see many of him. No, no, no. He's few and far between. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Probably my favourite one, Billy D. Williams. Yeah, because it never happened. No. It no, did, but... It did happen. Yeah, but he never got to be Two-Face. No, 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 it did happen. Him being Two-Face. In a Batman movie that you have never seen. <laughs> do you know? Do you know that one? Uh, unless you're talking about the original script for Batman Forever. No, 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 no. He's in. No. He, he plays Two Face in a movie. Oh, sorry. In Batman Returns, the original version of Batman Returns. Uh, yeah. Well, that and, but he does play Two Face in a Batman movie that you haven't seen. Oh, was it an animated film? Yeah. Oh. Don't tell me it's the killing joke. No, no, no. Okay, right. He, he play, uh, Billy D. Williams plays Two-Face, the proper Two-Face, mm-hmm. with two faces, mm-hmm. in Lego Batman. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. The same as um, Nicholas K. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, he plays, plays Superman. Superman. Yeah, that's it, nice. In Teen Titans, go to the movies. Yes, yes. I, I gotta say, I freaking love when companies like do that kind of that. Like that's the best kind of fan service, if you ask me. Yes. Like it's, it's one of the reasons I love 
why like I loved the Arrowverse so much and why I loved the the last crossover, the big crossover they did when Arrow finished because yeah. they brought in every fucking body and they're just so good at casting these legacy actors that have worked in different DC projects over the years to play, you know, different different characters or different versions. Like they even brought Mark Hamill back as the trickster, you know, in the flash. So it's like, I have seen those episodes. Yeah. He's really good. So good. (laughs) He's so good. Yeah. Cause he, cause they also did the, what they were doing in, in the, the Matt Reeves Joker Batman scene where, yeah, it's it's like, we need the tricksters back. We need to find the original trickster. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> and then That's they so and good. then they do a, a, a uh, then they do a a Star Star Wars thing. Mm. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Um. Very good. Very very good. All right. Let's move on to some uh, Doctor Who news. Who? Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very keen to hear your thoughts on this, Mike. Um, because there's been some rumors going around that uh, you know, I suppose it's just another week of rumors for the next who's going to be the next Doctor. Um, but um, Hugh Grant has been a name that's been in the press recently um, in regards to the role. Um, apparently, this has been a thing that's happened. Before his name's come up, uh, I read something about uh, apparently Russell T. Davies was initially uh, interested in him before Christopher Eccleston for, mm. the, ori- for the original New Who reboot um, that he apparently regrets turning down. Um, and, but yeah, um, basically, people are speculating that uh, he's going to be the new he's going to be the new Doctor. Um, I have no idea. I, I mean, he's had a bit of a, maybe not an entire renaissance, Hugh Grant, but he's like, you know, been, he's been around again. Like, you know, he was in Paddington and, um, he was in The Gentleman. So he's like, he's kind of in the, in the zeitgeist a little bit. So it makes a little bit of sense. Um, but he did, uh, however... After all the speculation, he uh, denied that it's actually happening. Which, you know, if you know, if you know actors in bloody um, pop culture things, are they ever really telling the truth when they say they're not in a thing? Yeah, Andrew Garfield sort of fucked that. <laughs> Man, so many Marvel Marvel as much as I love Marvel, so many Marvel actors like they. Bless them. They do the best they can to keep the, you know, the secret quiet. But if yeah. it gets out, then it's just like, uh, it's just very funny. Um, but basically, Hugh Grant, uh, Hugh Grant tweeted in response this week that he says, Nothing against Doctor Who, but I'm not. No idea where the story came from. Um, so, yeah. Guess- Grain of salt. Great, yeah, grain of salt, like we just said. I mean, who knows? I honestly, I prefer some of the other speculated actors that are, names are being thrown around at the moment as opposed to Hugh Grant, but I'm totally open as someone who is very new to the Doctor Who world. I'm totally open to whatever. 
um, Russell T Davies decides to throw at us. So, um, yeah. Mike as yeah. the registered Whovian on this on this podcast, um, the Whostorian, who's the Whostorian? Oh, I like that. Um, what's your take on all of this hubbub about Hugh Grant? Um, first of all, uh, technically he's already played the Doctor in a comic relief ah. uh, version of the Doctor. Very cool. Okay. Where they had five generations of the Doctor in one in one episode, uh, and he played the, like the young handsome one because it was during uh, late nineties. And funny enough, he was in running for uh, um, to play the eighth Doctor uh, with um, instead of Paul McGann. Ah. Uh, Yes, for the telly movie. Yeah. That, that was being done because they needed someone sort of well known in America as well as in the UK. And of course, being uh, Hugh Grant, he he's like the bubbling sort of idiot in Richard Curtis films, like all of them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's sort of new research and he's, he sort of doesn't do that anymore. Mm. And he's sort of turning, true. turning into something else. And I don't mind that because it was a real surprise because I really love um, Pirates uh, Band of Misfits by uh, Armin Animation, if you've seen that one. Yeah, I know that one. And he plays the, ca- and he plays the captain and, and when they say it was Hugh Grant, he's like, that's not Hugh Grant. He doesn't say, he doesn't sound anything like Hugh Grant, you know. Um, I, uh, ooh, um, yeah. He's sort of like the British, uh, uh, British um, um, guy. Jeff Goldblum. Oh yes, that's a fair comparison. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh um, fuck. Oh. <laughs> uh, bollocks. <laughs> you know that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he says it's not. He's not playing the Doctor. Uh good. I reckon because he is a- approaching sixty. Hmm. And it, it it's playing the doctor. It's hard for your knees and back, and it's very demanding because it's basically an action action hero. And maybe he's maybe doing a cameo, and they got lines crossed. Um. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be him. Mm. I think it's probably going to be someone else. Cool. Someone, someone young and fit, and versatile, and yeah, yeah. All right. I, th- I think it was all a nothing burger. That's um, fair. Because the original article came from the Mirror, and their yeah. tra- and sort of their track record with Doctor Who stuff is pretty good. Oh, okay. I guess that's why um, uh, it was like a big thing because it was mm-hmm. coming from the Mirror. Mm-hmm. But and in the article it said uh, that Russell T Davies is 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 taking a Marvel style approach to Doctor Who. Yeah, which I found kind of interesting. It's like, and I'm thinking, come on, Russell. I know you did a lot of spin-offs when you would when you were in charge of Doctor Who, and it almost ruined you because he was doing pretty much three three things at the same time he was doing doctor who 
He was doing the Sarah Jane Adventures and he was doing Torchwood. Yeah, right. And systematically doing the same thing. And it was really cool because, uh, like, the series sort of did, like, a Defenders sort of thing where it was a big meet-up at the end of the end of a Doctor Who series. And the the Torchwood guys came into Doctor Who and, and the Sarah Jane guys came in came into Doctor Who as well. Nice. I don't think Hugh Grant is going to be Doctor Who and I don't think uh, I don't think Hugh Grant is the werewolf. Okay. Yes. Good. All right. Well, um speaking of dark creatures, um our last bit of news this I week. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> Our last piece of news, of course, um, revolves around the fact that uh, Christina Ricci has been cast in Tim Burton's Wednesday series on Netflix. Yeah. Um, This is pretty fantastic. This is just, again, I mean, I was just literally talking about legacy casting, and here we are. Mm. Um, Of course, she's not playing Wednesday. Um, That role has already gone... um, to uh, an actress I'm not familiar with. What's her name? Jenna Ortega is playing Wednesday in the show. Catherine Zeta-Jones is playing Morticia and Louis Guzman is uh, playing uh, Gomez. Um, So uh, Christina Ricci has joined the cast in a mystery role. We don't know who she's playing uh, or how she's involved in the story or anything. But just the fact that she's on board is, I think, something really special. And the fact that she's working with Tim Burton, like, hello. Um, that makes me very happy. So, yeah, I can't I can't wait to, uh, to see, um, yeah, how this, this show will pan out um, and to see Wednesday engaging, well, sorry, to see, see Wackelder Wednesday, to, yeah. uh, Christina Ricci engage with these characters, um, that, you know, she, you know, used to, you know, inhabit, uh, the world of when she was, you know, a young, a young actor. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of potential for a lot of fun here. So I think it's, it's really lovely. It's really wonderful to see her return to the Adams family world, um, Michael, do you have yes. any do you have any thoughts on this? Oh, uh, this makes me sort of cheery and happy because yeah. you know, nostalgia, and it makes me all warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of cool that she's doing uh, Tim Burton, and I'm trying to work out was the last thing that she did with Tim Burton was Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think she's worked with him since then. So it'll be a lovely return to the world of Burton for her (laughs) as well. Not just not just Adam's family, but Burton, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like that movie. Mm, I mean, it's good. It's not your atypical um, Tim Burton affair because it's all blood and gory. I mean, it's sort of a companion piece with Sweeney Todd as well. A little bit. Yeah. I'm 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 more than happy seeing her again. Like I haven't really seen her do much, or maybe that's just me. What was the last thing that she did? Oh no! Well, she she had basically a a glorified cameo in the Matrix Resurrections. I haven't seen that yet. That's fine. Good. Um, (laughs) Because no, you you want. 
That makes me want to see that now. They made they made such a big deal about her getting cast, and then she was literally she's only in one scene. Ooh, she's in Yellow Jackets. Yes, she's in Yellow Jackets. That's what she's doing at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I've had heard uh, good things about that. Yeah, same. Which I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I oh, what else? Um. She does I, what, a lot of TV now. She does. I I recently rewatched uh, Casper actually. Oh. Um, Any reason or just? No, I think it just. I can't remember why. I think it just came back into my brain, and I was hmm. like, oh, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. So, um, yeah. And plus, it's it's a, you know, it's a fun it's a fun movie. Like it's it's not nothing amazingly fantastic or anything, but you know, it's Bill Pullman, it's Christina Ricci. Um, and a know. lot of questionable jokes. And Eric Idle, yeah. Um, and yes, some humour in there is has not aged well, but that's fine. Um, yeah. There was oh. this. Yeah. Sorry, there was this really one interesting film that um, she did with Liam Neeson and Justin Long called Afterlife, where she's basically playing a a, a corpse on a mortician's uh, gurney. The whole time, <laughs> um, she's like caught caught in limbo between life and death. Um, it's a really interesting movie. Very underrated. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it, it it does remind me of um, uh, Bill Murray playing a dead body in Parks and Rec. I think in one episode. Yeah, he played. <laughs> It's so good. He plays the mayor. They're all. They always talk about the bloody mayor of Pawnee, and then we never meet him until he's dead. And it's literally Bill Murray in a cas- open casket, and he's got this like grin on his face, <laughs> like he's just sitting there smiling like a jackass. It's so funny. And then I think he videotaped his like will or whatever, and they're like in the town hall listening to it. I think. Something oh, yeah. like that. I think I think that's a thing. So I think he actually does have dialogue, but yeah, he's just lying there with a smile on his face. Yeah, I just know I just know that little tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it, it's he does a cameo and he plays a dead body. It's great. It's a bit like he it's probably the only thing that I enjoy in this movie, but Dumb and Dumber Two. He he plays a he plays a roommate uh, who's been there for years. Um but you you don't know it's him because he's in full uh, PPE because he he's making um, he, he he he's making crystal meth in the in their in their apartment and you can only hear his voice but it's all muffled until till at the end that you see oh uh, it's Bill Murray so like literally Kate Blanchett's cameo in Hot Fuzz yeah but you yeah. don't see his eyes either yeah right it's <laughs> even even more obscured. Yes. Yes, fantastic. All right. I think that'll do it for the nerdy news this week uh, Mm. because it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweeds everywhere. All right, three trailers. Let's go, starting with... um, where the crawdads sing. Um, so, do robots dream of robotic sheep? <laughs> yeah, interesting title. Um, 
obviously, um, yeah, as the trailer goes out of its way to say, it's based on a book, uh, a very, very, very well-selling book um, that I've never actually heard of. Um, <laughs> so that's that's on me. Um, look, it looks interesting. Like I kind of like the the like the potential for this to be a, a good story. Like there's this whole, you know, uh, this this girl named Kaya. She's this you know or, sort of orphan. I th- I think raised and she's you know by herself. Like she lives by herself in the marshlands, um, and then you know somehow she grows into a somewhat functioning adult, but still kind of lives separate. But she's never like in society or out of it. Like she's seen as this outsider and this freak and this weirdo and stuff, which is kind of sad. But um, we all live in a society. Yeah, <laughs> we live in a society. Um, there and... are books in a library. <laughs> and it seems that she gets accused of a murder. Um, and I'm guessing the murder, uh, the murder victim, is the the boy who seems to be. Um, you know, trying to strike up her fancies um, and have this cute little romance thing going on. I don't know. And maybe I misread that. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I couldn't pin the trailer for me. I couldn't pin down what kind of a movie it's going to be. If it's going to be a true crime sort of like a crime thriller um, with aspects of drama or if it's just going to be a a, a an interesting coming of age drama with some crime elements thrown in. Like it just feels like a big story. Um, also I ha I, as much as I love Daisy Edgar Jones, she's fantastic. She's super talented. Um, watch normal people, everyone. She's insanely good in it. Um, I don't get how this somewhat scruffy, young girl living in the marshlands grows up to have the most beautiful complexion and looks normal and fine. I feel like we're missing something because she looks too pretty. Like she looks too nice to be this girl who's supposed to have, you know, lived in the wilderness. And I know it's Hollywood and I know it's, you know, it's all that, but you can tell she's wearing makeup and I'm like, what's happening? What's going on? You know, cause she looks totally normal and doesn't stand out like a sore thumb. So I don't know. I need to know more Yeah. to be able to believe that she's, you know, lived in the wilderness most of her life. Um, cause she just seemed a bit too normal to me. Hmm. Um, yes, but so, but I'm, you know, I'm open to it. Yeah. Uh, like like I said, I'm a fan of her uh, her work, so I will definitely watch it for her performance alone. Um, and it does have great potential. Like, it looks visually really interesting too. So, um, yeah. So, hopefully it's good. So, I'm not entirely sold by the trailer, but I'll, 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 I'll keep, it on my, keep it on my radar, I think, and see how it goes. Um, what did you take away from this trailer, Mike? Yeah, I didn't really latch on to me i'm think thinking maybe another trailer yeah give it a go and More just a story piggy- trailer yeah and just to piggyback off what you were saying that she's too perfect i think that may be deliberate because that's what lo- i'm wondering because a lot of people around town is like you're too perfect what's up with you mm. you kill the person because you, you you're not from around here ding 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 
Yep. Fish out of water, literally out of Liter- the bog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose it has some um, sort of elements of stuff that I've sort of seen before, um, where uh, uh, a falsely accused person is on the run and they have to use their own wits mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, outwit the law. Uh, family, the um, entire town, go into the wilderness and becomes Rambo First Blood, <laughs> but with an innocent girl. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon she goes feral. Nice. I think that's the turn. Yeah, well, that that kind of last shot of the trailer where she's looking a bit more scruffy with she's holding this gun leaning against the tree, like that kind of gave me some interesting vibes. So I hope it's good. Yeah. Hmm. If if the movie goes down that road, then I'm all for. Yeah, same. She goes same. Bat- <laughs> wrong. Wrong, wrongly accused and she goes batshit insane and just kills everyone. I'm here for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's if I go. Were, if I was making that movie, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's sort of like a it's sort of like a, um, a spit on your grave, but Yes, that's literally where my brain went to. But but um <laughs> she does all the things. Like when she's not accused of anything, but we don't have a an R word in it. But mm. anyway, yes, that's what I think. Interesting. That's why I need another trailer. Yes. If she, if she like just grabs a handful of mud and starts putting it on her face, then, yeah, then I'll be down 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 for it. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's get muddy. Yeah, Bowie knife. Yeah, yeah. She kills she kills an alligator just to wear the skin so she can go. Go, go, go in the water. Just on top. Yeah, fantastic. I love that. I if love that movie's that not doing that, then either they're not doing their job, or I have a one fucked mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. Did I? I did I overhype it? And I if also, it's anything else, then it's a bad movie. <laughs> no, yeah, not necessarily. But, like, now I think both of us really want this, like, just chaotic, almost revenge horror thriller hybrid thing. Yeah. Where she just goes apeshit. But mind you, if they do if they do something like that in the next in the next trailer, it's like, oh, he's just thrilled. He just gave away. just gave away. Yeah, the, I know. The, Literally, the us and, like... Yeah, us in like two months when they put out the next trailer, it's like, oh, they just told us the whole movie. Great. Yeah. Not only did they do a trailer before the trailer in this one, they're going to spoil the movie in the second trailer. She's like crafting her own weapons, like a bow and arrow. <laughs> out of the bones of the... the <laughs> out of the bones of the bog. <laughs> I live in the bog. I worship the bog. I know they got t- I know they got Taylor Swift to do the theme song for this, but I feel like Hosea should have done it instead, because <laughs> he's the he's the Bog King. Maybe they 
<laughs> maybe that's the bacon switch. It's all, it's all, it's all lovey dovey and all, all this, and then sharp turn. Yeah, yeah. Like this is the Taylor Swift trailer. That's all like kind of you know romantic and mysterious, and then the next trailer is all like you know. Fucking Led Zeppelin, apparently. Not the vibe I was going for, but I'll take it. <laughs> I love it. All right, cool. Then she goes, <laughs> she goes like, she goes like Wolverine at the end of Logan, just running, just like, <sighs> going full berserker. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I think I made my own movie. You I'm did, and yeah. <laughs> Somehow I don't think this is what we're going to be watching if we watch no. this. But no. mind you, I'll write it. And when my daughter is old enough. She can play her in the film adaptation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The sweet Alabama girl goes rogue. Being falsely accused. Kills the entire, entire town. <laughs> oh, you, you think I killed someone? Well, just you wait. Oh. <laughs> if that's so... That's so. Well, I guess I better, you know, live up to your uh, expectations. Allow me to prove you right. Yeah. Far <laughs> <laughs> <All> out. <laughs> We've watched too many 80s thrillers and action films, I think. <laughs> or not enough. Bring back the 80s. Bring I back say. the 80s, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the films, bring back the 80s and the music. Yes. That's about yes. it. Yes. Yes. And the hair. Let me get away with my big hair. I can get away with big hair. Yeah. I try. Anyway, Michael. Yes. Do you have a thing to tell me to say? Yeah, when are we, go- when are we going to be seeing this, Kendall? Well, we will be uh, disappointed, hopefully not, with the where the crawdads sing. <laughs> <laughs> Which version of the movie will you watch? <laughs> the mm-hmm. real, the real one, or the real one? Um, where the Crawdads Sing is uh, going to be released in cinemas in the United States on the fifteenth of July. Uh-huh. So no Australian date locked in yet, but it will be uh, mid-year for us, I would say. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Next trailer is for a film called. Men. It's a film for men. It's <laughs> This is my favourite trailer far and away this week. Mm. Not that we need to pick favourites, but holy crap. I am so in and on board with this movie. I mean, I was already in. Because um, they, they, they put out a... Um, they put out uh, a bloody... Um, teaser trailer uh, for this like uh, a, month a month ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, I watched that too. Yeah, same. But it didn't really it didn't really offer like anything. It was very much a, a very ominous kind of a tease as to maybe the atmosphere we can expect from this film. Because um, obviously this trailer kind of makes good on that sort of atmosphere and then just amplifies it to the nines. Um, but the main reason, like there, okay, there are two main reasons I'm in on this film. One, Jesse Buckley. 
she's just brilliant. Um, she's just received her first Oscar nomination. Um, I don't love every film she's in, but I love the performances she gives. Um, and she's just fantastic. So I'm excited to see what she does with this material. Uh, that is given to us by the brilliantly talented Alex Garland. Um, this is the screenwriter of the 28 Days, 28 Weeks Later series. Um, and, um, he, uh, he's given us two films previously as a director, uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. Two movies that I really, really want to see. Oh, you haven't seen them? Oh, you should, oh, do it. Yeah. They're both so good. Because Annihilation is very um, uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft-esque. Very Lovecraftian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's based on a book, that one. Um, and I've read the book. Um, and it's, it's not a long book. It's like there's a whole series of these books um, that the, the Annihil- like Annihilation kind of... The movie is adapted in a very different kind of a way. But... Um, yeah, but it's it's so good. You kind of have to be in a very open-minded headspace to watch yeah. it, though, because it gets really fucky at the end. Yeah. Um, but in a in a good way. And if you're into that kind of stuff, um, you'll really love it. Um, and then Ex Machina was just amazing because there's just such a good twist in it, and it's just brilliant. Um, yeah. And Oscar Isaac is in both movies. But he's not in this one, so that's disappointing. Um, <laughs> however, uh, the one of the the men in question in this trailer uh, is uh, played by the actor Rory Kinnear, um, and I'm loving whatever he's doing because he is playing all of the men in the movie, <laughs> except for her <laughs> husband who killed himself for some reason. We don't know. But you're kind of getting this vibe that it's connected to whatever's going on now with mm. Jesse Buckley's character. And I'm I'm so here for this mindfuck of a movie. Like, it looks like it's going to just be, oh, just so unsettling and so creepy. Like, even the poster. Have you seen the poster for this film? Um, I don't know. Look, look, look at the poster. It's terrifying. Like, it's... He... It just oh. creeps creeps me the fuck out oh that's of him as the caretaker the caretaker of the landlord or whatever of the place she's staying at um because like, like this that's the first that's the first guy you're introduced to i'm, d- first... I'm, d- I'm doing the face yeah he's just got this like creepy grin and he's like in shadow and just oh god um and yeah and throughout the trailer like they su- like like they subtly tweak the makeup on him or they tweak the hair on him to make him look a little different so you don't notice if it's like wait isn't that the same guy but maybe it's not the same guy and then you realize it is the same guy and then you start to see him more and more and he's just everywhere you look and then and then it gets even weirder with his head superimposed onto a kid for some reason (laughs) that was really interesting (laughs) um but yeah, and Jesse Buckley's just you know poor thing is just being terrified by these men, um, and I just ah uh, I don't care if I don't ever find out what causes all this because I'm loving the mystery of this. Mm. Like I'm loving the fact that it's just 
you know, her husband's died, she's gone on a vacation, and it's just this descent into madness. Like, you know, it could be another one of those movies where it's like, is she crazy? Or is she is she actually like seeing you know, is what she's seeing actually real? Like it's one of it could it could be one of those kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, you know, which I hope it's not because that's very, you know, that trope's been done a lot, but um but that's just the vibes that I'm getting. Um it just looks it looks amazing. This was a great trailer. It was fantastic. Uh, it shows you enough without showing too much. Doesn't ruin any of the twists and turns that are undoubtedly going to be in this film, um, and it just really sets the tone perfectly. So I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this. Um, Mike, what did you think? I'm very intrigued. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, bit of a mind fuck, and I'm all for it. Uh, Mm. Mhm. It's not really, not really much I can actually add to that. It's, uh, it's shot beautifully. Yeah. And and yeah, um, it's it's more of a psychological horror yeah. that, than most. So if you if you enjoy, you know, psychological horrors like like uh uh uh, uh eh. Psychological horrors. Black like Swan. Black Swan. Yes. Um, why am I blanking on this? Fight. Oh, Fight Club's not really a horror. Um, True. But, but psych- psychological. Yeah, you see, you're seeing the world through a person's eyes. Mm. Movies. I'm just going to do a quick Google search to help you out because I'm also. I mean, last night in Soho. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't seen that one yet, no. Um, Midsommar is a bit of a psychological horror. Um, Us, Get Out. Um, yeah, basically. Jo- uh, Jordan. Jordan Peele. <laughs> and Nope. Her- yeah, I can't wait to see Nope. Um, hereditary. Get Out. Bit. Us, Nope, You yeah. is yeah. the next movie. <laughs> yeah, You. <laughs> yeah, good shit. Yeah. Split, even to a degree, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Maybe The Shining. Yeah, The Shining's definitely, yeah, up there. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm. Love it. Yeah, so when are we going to be watching this, Kindle? Well, uh, there isn't an Australian release date for this either at this stage, but there will day. be. I know. Um, but if you're in the US and the UK, you can watch men in cinemas on the 20th of May. Goes for all movies, doesn't it? You can go and watch men. There's men in every movie. Yes, Michael. Tell me how there are men in every movie. There, there are. (laughs) 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 Funny. Okay. All right, we got one more trailer to talk about, um, and that is for an upcoming anime series on Netflix called Tekken Bloodline. Um, this this is kind of interesting and exciting because uh, you know I don't I mean I'm I'm not too familiar with the history of like uh, storytelling adaptations of the game series. Like I know there was a movie like a live action 
film that was made like 10 years ago that was so-so apparently. Um, I never watched it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know if there's been any, like a plethora of other, uh, series or films based on Tekken. Um, but you know, it's cool to see the story or the lore of the Tekken games explored in this kind of a context. Hmm. Um, the animation looks great. I really liked the throwback references to the games where they're showing these the fight scenes happening and you're seeing like when the punches and the ki- kicks are landing they're like crashing into each other and making the same sound effects as the games and like the the like you know the little the visual details of like the you know I can't think of the right words now but just the way it looked it was just very reminiscent and the fact that one of the characters did that like flip kick thing um, that was like yeah. one of my favorite moves to perform in the game. Um, so that was fun. Um, yeah, so very, yeah, very happy uh, with that, those references. Um, and to see just, yeah, like I said, I, you know, see this story and the lore of Tekken explored a bit more and the history of, you know, um, these characters is just really interesting. I don't, so I, I don't know if I'll watch the show. Um, because anime is not really my thing, um, but um, but it's really cool that the show exists. Yeah, um, I'm happy to see that um, be a thing, especially on Netflix. That's really really cool. So, mm. um, Fulia had a lot of thoughts to to say um, about this. She's a big Tekken fan. Um, I will now read what she said. Um, all the yes for this with multiple exclamation points. Um, I used to love playing Tekken games growing up. Tekken 3 was probably one of my all-time favorite fighting games back on the PS1. It's no surprise that anime production houses are starting to create shows and films based on certain games. There are a lot of animes that have been turned into games, but not very many games have been turned into anime shows. I like the style they're going for in this series. Very familiar characters will pop up, and I'm hoping to see some of the ones I am a fan of. Don't ask me for names, because I never remember them. Ha ha. I'm definitely looking forward to watching the series when it is released. Awesome. Nah. I'm glad you're excited. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Um, but yeah, good point. Yeah, they usually make anime games based on anime series it's never usually the other way around so yeah yeah yeah. i know i know they've made a shit ton of like dragon ball z games yeah so many dragon ball z games so many so many and pokemon of course but then again i think pokemon was a game first wasn't it Ooh. uh Hmm, the chicken or the egg (laughs) yeah i think it was a game first i think it was a game first then it was a manga and a manga and then tv and then TV show. There you go. And then TV's turned into movies. And movies, back to TV, back to games. And then we got Detective Pikachu of Ryan Reynolds doing the voice of Pikachu. Pikachu. Yep. How the worm has turned. Yep. <laughs> hey, that movie was actually all right. I know, and we'll probably never get anything like that again. So, count our blessings. No, it was a good film. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I meant the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. Um, for for a game adaptation, movie, yes, adaptation, yes, it was good. It was good. Yes, you are correct. 
You're correct. Um, well, Mike, while I've got you, what are your thoughts? Oh, oh yeah. hello. Hello. What are your th- Oh, you got me. Oh, I got you. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, this trailer for Tekken Bloodline? Yeah, pretty cool. Um, I didn't really have Tekken growing up. I didn't really do any f- do many fighting games growing up. I was more of a button smasher. <laughs> so, so um, but uh, Sammy's a big fan fan of Tekken, so I'll get her thoughts on it. Hmm. Hmm. Because I think we got a I think we got a collection of the games. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just checking. Just checking. Just checking for Tekken. Checking for Tekken. <laughs> for a second, because because I've got dyslexia, I thought it was Taken, Bloodline. I was like, oh, they're not doing another Taken movie. It was good until they made the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Should have stopped at one. Stopped at one. That and Hangover. Anyway. Yes. Good point. Uh, will I watch it? Yeah, I'll probably watch it. Uh, it's probably something that I could probably watch with my wife. It's like, why do you watch all these cartoons? It's like, they're not cartoons, they're anime. <laughs> they're anime. They're, for, they're not just for kids, they're for, for adults like me. And you probably like this one because it's Tekken. It's like, oh, it's Tekken? Cool. Hadouken! No, that's Street Fighter. Whatever's. <laughs> Well done. Thank you. Well done. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So when are we watching? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Tekken Bloodline uh, doesn't have an exact release date yet. Uh, but Netflix. Exactly. exactly. Netflix have said uh, it will be released on its platform sometime during 2022. But if the trailer's out, it'll probably come out uh, within two weeks. Because that's how they fucking do it. That's generally how they do it. Yeah. Unless it's like Stranger Things or Umbrella Academy. They'll put out the trailer like two weeks before it drops. So, yeah, you make a good point. Yeah. Get the buzz where it's flowing. It's like, hey, there's a trailer coming out. Oh, it's going to be there in two weeks. Yay! Unless it's something like their tentpole um, shows like... Like Stranger Things, Umbrella Academy, The Witcher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Etc. Etc. I'm going to burp. Fantastic. Done. Good. Because it's now time for the mo- what? for the moment. Oh. The segment. Hey. <laughs> the section. Are you sure? The part. Are you sure we got enough space? The p- the place, uh, ah, the space nice. in the show, the, the space in the hard drive. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Popcorn <laughs> culture. How's it feel? I haven't said that in a while. I know. How's it feel? How's it feel? It feels cool. What's it good for you? What's it good for me? <laughs> Ron. <laughs> it's Laviosa. It's Laviosa. <laughs> God. I actually watched um, um, Philosopher's Stone not too long ago. Oh, yeah? Kind of holds up. 
It does. I think it does. Except, except for Friends. It looks like shit. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He looked amazing then, but you you watch it now and you're like, whoa. <laughs> it's like kind of good that they did it in the dark. Otherwise, it... <laughs> yeah. If that had been the it light like... of day, it would have been, oh, God. He's like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, even. <laughs> no. All right. Uncanny Valley. <laughs> it's an uncanny lady. Um, yes. Is Friends a lady? No. A lady horse. Friends can be whatever they want to be. However, we are not here to talk about that today on Popcorn no. Culture. Uh, but we are talking about WB. Oh. I see the connection. Oh, I see the connection. Thanks for the segue. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. take it because speaking of WB, speaking of Warner Brothers, um, we thought it might be apropos to discuss um, some dream casting considering, you know, Matt Reeves, the Batman, has done uh, extraordinarily well um, and performed greater than we all thought it would, which is just wonderful. Um, and with all of these villains happening and, uh, the Joker, uh, or sorry, unnamed Arkham prisoner, um, being introduced into, um, Damn right. yeah, the Matt Reeves universe, um, we thought it might be fun to speculate and dream cast, um, some of Batman's rogues gallery that we might hopefully see down the track um, in in a Batman 2 or a Batman 3 or even introduced in the connected TV series. Who, like we got the Penguin. No, so we have the Penguin, we have Catwoman, we have an unnamed Arkham prisoner. There's lots of potential here. So many Arkham. So many. <laughs> so many. So many. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't even really know. Where to begin? I mean, I kind of know what characters I would love to see. Yeah. Um, Shall we talk about Egghead? Shall we talk about Egghead? Yeah. Yes. You. Yeah. Do you want to? You brought that up with me. Do you want to tell the folks about uh, Egghead and a certain actor who has expressed desire to portray him? Sure. Well, Egghead being a a, a, a synonymous. Phenomenomenous. Um Batman's Rogue Gallery, whose only uh, live-action appearance was during the 60s with Adam West as Batman, the, the, the movie that came out, with Vincent Price. Vincent mm. Price. Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. Uh, playing Eggma- Egg, Eggman. Walrus. Cuckoo-choo-choo. Uh, Mr. Egghead. Yes. With with a series of egg puns. It was back when they went a bit silly. (laughs) Yeah. You know, with uh, Condiment King. Uh, Yeah, Condiment King. (laughs) Well, we got Man Bat. What about Batman? (laughs) Ha ha. Ha ha. Yes. So, yeah. Um, Oh, he was in the TV show as well. Sorry. Never mind. Um... Yeah, so what spawned this sort of idea of talking about popcorn culture and the rogues gallery and our dream casting? A actor has come out and and said, "Hey, I had an idea because you know the Batman came out, and if we're going to do sort of a 
retelling or a rebooting of certain character characters, I would love to be in it and as Egg Egghead. And this particular actor is none other than the batshit insane man himself, Nicolas Cage. Yay. And I would be so down for that. Yep. Just just the egg puns and just him obsessing over eggs and like you can sort of have a sort of semi like psychosis sort of dealing because eggs means renewal and like the birth and is like all about the sort of just grossness of like like eggs you know what eggs are really are eggs they're, they're chicken chicken they're fucking chicken periods in a shell they're, they're unfertilized eggs that come from a kalaka <laughs> and you can sort of see, see that you know a way that um, Mr. Cage would probably ta- take that yes, route. Very true. So, mm. and we thought, well, if we're going to do the sort of a rebooting of the Batman, mm-hmm. and how it's going to be a uh, sort of a younger sort of take on particular Batman, Batman, um, Batman Rogues Gallery. Mm-hmm. Who would we have in our yes. particular minds? Who would we have? Yes. Well, I mean, look, there's just a lot of other characters I would love to see. Because, like, we've touched on this before, of course, but just the fact that, you know, there's so many other great characters in the rogues gallery and they do another Joker. It's just a bit frustrating. <laughs> surely they should do something else. Yes, surely they can. Like, you know. Or, so, or some people that we haven't actually seen in a long time. Yeah. Like the Riddler, we haven't seen since the 90s. With Jim Carrey as yes. as particular Joker. Yes. Uh, well, you know. It's sort of a cross between the Joker and, and the Riddler. And, yeah. So a lot of a lot of the rogues gallery here. I mean, uh, we got Brendan Fraser playing uh, Firefly very very soon. Mm. So mm-hmm. I suppose he he's been cut off. Um, Deadshot. Well, you could could say Will Smith. It's mm. a bit too cl- bit too close. Um, maybe Bane. You could probably probably do a decent Bane. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I still feel like it's maybe too soon, even though it's been like 10 years since The Dark Knight Rises. But, I mean, I, Tom Hardy's take on Bane was was very cool. Yes. Um, I really liked it. Um, I mean, I didn't like the way that movie ended, but um, with Bane. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you can probably do a decent Bane that's actually more intelligent and actually, you know an actual threat to the Batman because he's, he is an intellectual and he's not really a grunt. And that's what they sort of turned him into in the dark Knight, dark yeah. Knight rises as well as uh, Batman forever, which. Well, my God. can I ask you this, Mike? Um, yes. I haven't seen the animated series in a long time, but Bane was in that, wasn't he? 
Yes. Yes. Was he more of a grunt henchman in that though, or was the... not really? He no. Was, okay. He was. He was sort of his own thing. He was a. He was. Um, he wasn't a scientist or anything like that, but he was a very highly intelligent, intelligent person, who, who, yeah, has an addictive personality to be be strong as well as well as smart, like street smarts. He he can sort of he can sort of be um, sort of what they tried to in Dark Knight Rises, where he's very manipulative and he's sort of uh, he, he would be like the head of the cartel sort sort of thing, mm. like he's a his own particular own particular brand and and yeah and he would be like strong as well a lot stronger than batman of course and that and and that's just brute strength and i think that's his downfall as well because he is intelligent but he thinks but he also thinks well i need to be a, a brute force but um and but yeah batman sort of can overtake that by being strategic, and I don't think he's that strategic. He, he's sort of strategic, but I there's a fan casting here that I actually might might like, and you probably might like as well. Yeah, Dave Dave Batista. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could get on board with that. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, I can't really think, because I think he's Latino as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Bane is. Like he comes from, probably comes from Cuba. I can't remember. It's definitely North America, uh, where where he can, where where he originates from. So, mm. And I'm trying to think of like big muscly men, which I do on my downtime. Mm. Think of big muscly men, and he could probably hold his own. And after seeing Dave Bautista in um like uh the 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 Snyder Army of Dead. Like I I could sort of see him in that. Like it it's definitely he it's also a symp- sympathetic sort of character as well because he does have a family and he sort of does his stuff for his family. I mm. mean one of the one of the things that uh Bane sort of has is a a little teddy bear which is I think think it's like his daughter or something, um, and he's 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 got a family to feed, so he has to you know do it for the family. It's sort it's sort of like um, sort of like the Sandman sort sort of trope as well. Mm. Sort of, and he turns into a big hulking thing to help his family. Basically, it's it's more that sympathetic than being a huge grunt. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. Um... But as is Bane. So, I suppose one that we haven't really seen. Mm. Uh, well, Black Mask. Well, yeah, we just got Black... Like, Ewan McGregor as Black Mask, so... Yeah. Um, But you would like to see someone else take on the role? Down the track? Well, it's a new... Uh, new sort of... um, uh, Universe, so... And they've done the Joker, so... I suppose they can probably just like the Joker, just chuck it in and not really pay attention to it, and and just say, yeah, we've got a our own version, but let's not worry about him yet mm. until it's an actual threat or whatever. So, is there is there any that you well, 
a lot of people well from the batman i think do you, i think hush would be an interesting yeah because they sort of do a reference to hush in the sort of uh uh montage of um uh wayne what's his wayne thomas wayne and mm. how, how the big splash of hush is like oh are we getting hush and hush is basically um uh, Thomas Elliot is a is a brilliant surgeon who targets both Bruce Wayne, his childhood friend. Uh, he he's a childhood friend of Bruce, so he's sort. Uh, yeah, he's a childhood friend of Bruce, and he sort sort of is like uh, he he was always jealous of Bruce. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and he doesn't know he's Batman, but. Uh, Batman goes after him because he, it's an interesting take that uh, Thomas Elliot um, uh, tries to um, change his face. Yeah, what's that word? Re, 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 like does his face different? Like he gets, he gets um body parts from from different people, and he sort of grafts them onto his face to look more like Bruce Wayne, mm. so he can so he can actually do crime and and uh, he uh, so they so they can blame Bruce Wayne doing that doing that crime. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't really, I don't really know too much about Hush, so I'd love to see um, a big screen version of it done. Yeah, and I suppose with that one, you could probably do a before and after, uh, because if you do an after, then you can do like Robert Pattinson doing doing uh, doing Hush, like different, so he's playing two characters at once, mm. and that would be particularly interesting. Uh. And you've got a fan casting here of um, uh, Taron Egerton. Yeah. Doing Hush. Can you do an American accent? I don't know. I don't think I've seen him play anything. um, Hmm. I suppose the king American. Well, that's... that's Uh, Not American, but... But But I've seen seen Kingsman, yeah. I've... Obviously, I've seen it and I've seen Rocket Man, um, but yeah, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen him do an American accent. But yeah, let him go for it. He's a talented guy. He would be quite good. Yeah, and then you can do the pick and switch. Yes. <laughs> you know, Calendar Man. No, who's Calendar Man? Calendar, well, he sort of pops up in uh, uh, the Suicide Squad as a background character, mm-hmm. and his thing is he's all about um, calendars. So it's exactly what it says on the tin, basically. Yeah, he does all he does all these crimes on particular holidays and all all that. <laughs> 
You need you need a particular bold man to do that, mm. and, and manipulative as well. If you're going to do a bit of a gritty reboot, and there's a fan casting here of uh, John Malkovich, mm. that would be interesting. But, yeah, but it would be difficult to do to do to do Calendar Man because. It's yeah, it's sort of predictable. Mm. It's sort of like those weird characters, like with uh, Egg Egghead and Calendar Man, as well as um, Condiment King. I want to see a gritty reboot of Condiment King. Yeah, give us the gritty Condiment King. That King that would be very funny. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know Clayface? Yes, I've heard of Clayface. Uh, doing a live action one of those is going to be w- yeah, difficult. just a little bit. Doing a shapeshifter, but I suppose you can probably you, you can probably say he's like a well, he's a good actor. Mm. And Clayface is just a nickname because I don't know. He loves doing prosthetics. Yes, it's true. David Tennant. Hmm. You could probably do an act- acting thing for that. Hmm. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, can I can I hit you with um some casting, some dream casting? I would like yeah. to see. Yeah. Um. Cool. So. I've basically got a list of actors that I would just really like to see play DC villains. Um, But, um, you know, I have some that I would like to play certain characters. But, because there are are a few characters in the rogues gallery that I would really like to see done um, on the big screen Mm. uh, and and brought brought back to the big screen. Um, I said to you off air, um, would be great to see... uh, Hugo Strange done. Yes. Um, especially if they're doing, I mean, maybe, maybe if like, I mean, then again, maybe that'd be too close to Gotham because they did Hugo Strange in the, in Gotham. Um, and he was really good. Um, but cause that was kind of set in and around Arkham. I don't know if it would work. Cause I was like, okay, well they're doing the goth, the, the sorry, the Arkham, uh, spinoff show. Um, would that be a way to introduce um, Hugo Strange in that? But then maybe, again, maybe it's too close to Gotham. Um, So I'd love to see him. I feel like if you could get someone like Michael Shannon. Oh, yeah. Maybe to play play him, I think would be really, really cool. Um, I, I would definitely love to see that. Or like, I love Sam Rockwell. And, yeah. I, and I would just really, really love to see him play a DC villain. I mean, he's already played a, a Marvel antagonist, and I hope he comes back um, to play Justin Hammer again. But um, he's so talented, and he, he can play... Like, he's one of those versatile actors that can just play any range you want. Um, like, he plays good guys and bad guys equally well. So it would just be really cool to see what he could bring to a kind of a dark DC kind of character 
yeah. especially especially one that can be as complex as Hugo Strange. Like that would be really cool. Um, another another um, villain I would love to see done again, and I know it's been done recently on um, on Gotham, and they're about to do it uh, in in Batwoman. They're introducing her, but Poison Ivy. Ah, uh, yep. She's my she's my favorite um, villain. Uh, uh, like outside of outside of Joker, um, she's my favorite Batman villain. Um, mostly because I just really, you know, loved Uma Thurman <laughs> as the character in Batman and Robin. Say what you will about the movie, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed her performance um, quite a bit. Uh, yes, and I just feel like we haven't really seen Poison Ivy done well in that way like she's been done great in animated form like really really great in animated form but i feel like we're still lacking a good adaptation of her live action um so i would really love to see her um in something two actresses came to mind when i was thinking um who could play poison ivy um i know she might be slightly older for the role now but if you're May, like I don't think they've ever specifically said what age Pamela Isley needs to be. No. Uh, and she probably works better skewed older anyway. Um, so I think Eva Green would be a great pick. Um, she was in Penny Dreadful. Um, she was in uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, uh, Dark Shadows. Like She's just got such a beautiful... And unique face and she's just she's just stunning and I just feel like oh, her, yeah. the way she looks and the talent she has I feel like a character like Pamela Isley would be really suited to her because she she plays villains really well too yeah um so and I suppose if they're going for a sort of um a realistic take you can pro- you can probably make her like an eco-terrorist sort of thing like Re- really get get back to nature. Not necessarily a hippie, but no, but doesn't care about human life. Yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, I feel like there's a way. Like there's got to be a way to do Poison Ivy as a big villain. They're like you know similar to how they've done how they did Bane in Dark Knight Rises or uh, Riddler in the Batman most recently, like having them kind of grounded in some kind of frame of realism, you know, um, surely there's a way with the the amount of people that are, you know, obviously campaigning for this, you know, the the necessity and need to and want to save the the earth and the environment. Like, I feel like there's a way to take this character and push that to the extreme, like you just said, you know, to a point where they don't care about human life anymore. They're like, well, no, we've had our chance. It's time to, you know, cause there's always, you know, cause you, passionate people can always be pushed to the edge and, you know, so like, you know, so like where, where we see these villains, some of them have points, you know, they, yeah. they make good points. They're still fucking crazy and, and just insane, but you know, some some of what they're saying makes sense. So I feel like you could really do Poison Ivy in a way that she's bonkers, but she's not wrong. Um, 
So I would love to, I really hope they do that. That would be great. I think Eva Green would be awesome. Um, and another actress I thought that would be really good. Um, Thomason McKenzie, um, who is most known for her roles in Jojo Rabbit and uh, Last Night in Soho. Um, oh, yeah. She, I've, she, I've only seen her in those two films and I was really impressed with her performances. Uh, so she's she's kind of played more on the side of good, like complex characters, but more on the, you know, the, the protagonist sort of side of things. Um, but I feel like she, there's something about her that kind of says to me, she's kind of like this blank slate that you could almost paint. Put anything how, on. Yeah. yeah. Paint however you want. I, I feel like I would love to see her go batshit nuts and just do something crazy, like play a villain like this. I feel like, and if she's young, you could then, you could tie it, like, not, you don't have to tie it into the hipster thing, but you could tie it into that, you know, she's the, this force of the new generation who are trying to actively, you know, save the planet, you know, like it starts with us. And so, you know, she could be this, like, twisted parody of Greta Thunberg or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was thinking that, but I thought, hmm, probably not a good message. No. But like, not exactly, not exactly like that. But you, <laughs> right but, wing's worst nightmare. Yeah, the Thumberg uses uses poisons to kill kill all the leaders of the world. Uh, but you, but I don't know. It's fiction. It's fantasy. I mean, you know, I'm not. I don't mean it literally. I mean, because obviously, what Greta Thunberg is doing is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, just there, like, it's just like I said. I feel like there's just a way to push, push this person whoever they are to the brink and they don't come back from that and it's more of a yeah it's a more of a sympathetic character yeah yeah there's a way yeah there's a way to have some complexity there and to have some gray areas like you know just like i've just i've just been saying you know just make make them make make us see their point of view and just like you said sympathize with them you know yeah um so i would love to see that kind of a take on poison ivy and i think someone like either Eva Green or Thomas and McKenzie would be really, really good. Um, and then my other character that I really want to see um, done and done right <laughs> mm. is Mr. Freeze. Yeah, this is... I'd probably save that one for last because yeah. that a lot of people are sort of banking, banking on that to be uh, in the second movie. Yeah, that seems to be the talk. Yeah. Um, that we're going to get a Mr. Freeze live action in Bat- the Batman 2. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, we have now this this whole unnamed Arkham prisoner situation going on, so I don't know what that's going to mean for the future of this Reeves Batman-verse. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, like, th- these are the three characters that I kind of really just want to see, to be honest. Um, but I feel like... I mean, there's so many more that we could obviously go through, but yeah. I was looking, I was looking at names who could play good Mister Freezes, and I was kind of, I almost rested on Giancarlo Esposito, <laughs> only because he's so good. Um, yeah. But he's he plays a villain in everything now. He's typecast for the rest of his life. Um, so I'm not opposed to any kind of obstruction to that casting. Uh, same with 
I think maybe Ray Fiennes would be a, a cool choice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's been a minute since he's played a villain. Um, um, and he's just, you know, he he's absolutely fantastic, as we know. I feel like he could bring that kind of nuance, that kind of, um, you know, just complexity, I suppose, to, to someone like Mr. Freeze. Like, he can... <clears throat> I don't know. He has that kind of face that... You know, in some movies, you you want to hate him, like you actually hate him. But then in other movies, where he's maybe not playing a Nazi, you're like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. Like, you know, you want you want him, and, you know, and he's you know interesting in the James Bond movies, the more recent ones. Um, so yeah, I don't know some a character like I feel like you could do a real, realistic portrayal of Mister Freeze with Ray Fiennes, or even someone like Jason Isaacs. Again, someone else has played a villain in Harry Potter, but still. Yeah. I um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Because when you said Nazi, uh, uh, it just twigged on me. Who else played Nazi? Christopher Waltz. Yes, Christopher Waltz. Yeah. Christoph. I'm, I'm here for him doing anything. Um, yeah. um But then, I, and then I had one, I had one more name for, for Mr. Freeze, just because I love him so much. Maz Mikkelsen. Um, he would be cool. Yeah, he would be Remi- cool. Remind me. Um, well, he's about to play Grindelwald. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. Names to face. Names to face. Um, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> or one of one uh, of one of the Hannibal Lecters we've seen. Yes. Yeah. Because um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, mm. there's a video on uh, on YouTube that I watch regularly. And he had a good take on how to get Mr. Freeze because he is a bit of a supernatural character because um, a, a guy who can't, can't live in in uh, sub-zero temperatures and he's got a freeze gun. bit surreal to uh, mm. a, a live action. And he sort, sort of has a... He, he sort of has a take on how that sort of... Um, how how could we ground that? And there's uh, he thought that um well with with the gun he can sort of like um ha- uh, don't joke about this but no don't joke about it it's, it, it sounds funny but it's not he has a water pistol for, uh, about a makeshift water pistol uh, but he squirts out li- uh, liquid nitrogen hmm. and. Yeah, that can do a lot of fucking damage, and that sounds scary. And he could all. Uh, he also says um, he also has an idea that instead of him like having the sort of accident that he has, and um, that he has to be in sub in sub zero temperature, uh, that 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 would be not real. It's all in his mind because he went he went nuts because of um what happened to him uh and uh with his wife being frozen in car- carbonite or whatever because she's suffering from a, a disease that that he's trying to find a cure for yeah but but um the mob who is like funding his stuff and i think it was wayne manor uh, i think it was wayne tech as well but i can't, re- can't yeah, remember yeah I, I think so 
It was like the high ups uh, says, well, you're wasting money on, on this and we find out that it's a a pet project just to save your wife. So no more money for you. And, he, and, and an accident happened and, uh, and he went insane because he can't find his wife. Or he thinks his wife is dead, and he and he finds well, there's nothing to live for, and he and he thinks in his mind, it's like, well, well, I had this accident, and now with I don't know with this chemical, and he thinks, oh, I need to be cold, I need I need to be cold. It's it's uh, and he says there's like a um, it's like a I want to say a phobia of people have that they can't go outside because uh, they think the like- sun. Is going to burn them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all like that, but the opposite. He need he needs to be cooled down, so he's wearing like um, like a cooled down suit. And it's like he thinks this is real. Yeah. So so interesting. Can, so you could probably do do that sort of thing mm-hmm. of having a li- a live action Mister Freeze and and I don't know. That's probably a a joke name because because he believes in this thing. Mm. And he he's got nothing else to live for, so he kills people with liquid nitrogen. So yeah, yeah. I suppose you could do it something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, are there any any names that come to mind for your Mister Freeze? Any any actors? Christoph Waltz. Christoph um, Waltz. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking. I want to go old, maybe. Not necessarily young, because it would have that sort of gravitas, sort of benign. I was also thinking uh, Kelsey Grammer as well, for some weird reason. No, yeah, yeah, he's a good, he's a good pick. Like, like not necessarily like your your main like super villain sort of thing, but I'm thinking like. A bit like uh, a bit like what we were talking about. So, sort of someone who can go to a higher level and not necessarily go go batshit insane. It's like ah. Well, I mean, he has played one of the greatest villains of all time. Fraser. <laughs> Sideshow Bob. Ah yes. 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 Well, yeah. It's a little bit different, but yeah. <laughs> and of course, and of course, Beast. And beast, yes, yes. He's he's an evil guy. He's a beast. Uh, what's his name? Hank, Hank Hank McCoy. Hank McCoy, yeah. Which I was hoping he would be in WandaVision. Yeah, that'd have been interesting. But he wasn't. But he wasn't. No Hanks. No Hanks at all. Hank Pym. Too many Hanks. Too many Hanks. No uh, Hanks. Yeah, <laughs> no Hanks. I see what you did there. Yep. Yeah, when you were talking about uh, Hugo Strange, I was also thinking Ben Kingsley as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would be he would be very good. Yeah. Yeah. No no Trevor here. Trevor Slattery, no. You don't want no. him. He'll play a real evil villain. The actual, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still like that twist. <laughs> mm. Mm. Not many people do. Not many people do. 
I think we're the minority. Yes, we are. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but that's what we are. We love minorities. Okay, just a quick look at anything. That, excuse me. Uh, hmm, Mad Hatter. Yeah, they did the Mad Hatter really good on Gotham, I thought. I really liked... Um, they cut, They had an Australian actor play him in Gotham. Do you remember? Or did you stop watching? I think I stopped watching. I, I probably um, need to watch Gotham. Just grin and bear it. Just, yeah, just grin it. and bear it. Um, let me find the name of the actor who played him. Because he was, he was very good and he deserves a shout out. Um... Yeah, da, 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 da. Let's see. Top cast. Julian Gregory Day, who's Calendar Man. Calendar is known Man. Is known for committing crimes that correspond with holidays and significant dates. <laughs> he sometimes wears costumes to, to collaborate with the, with the date. Uh, so if he's wearing a, if he if he's dressed up as a cherub, you know, a nappy, wings and a, and a bow and arrow, it's Valentine's Day. I like it. Yeah. Let's do Calendar but, Man. Yeah, but apparently they they did uh, he was in the Long Halloween, which makes sense because ah. it's Halloween. That does make sense. Um. I think, think he starts Batman on the path. Yes. Um, uh, Benedict Samuel was the name of the Australian actor who played oh. who played Jervis Tetch, the Mad Hatter. He was he was really really good. Yeah. All right. He was a highlight of of Gotham for me. Uh, kite Man. Kite Man. Live action. Na 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 Kite Man. <laughs> Prometheus. Prometheus? Yeah. Well, originally Prometheus, because uh, that guy was an enemy of Blue Beetle. Yeah. The most, the most memorable, uh, the most notable villain to use the name is a twisted mirror image of Batman. Well, aren't they all? They sure are. Oh, if they do something like. Like the Alice in Wonderland sort of thing. Mm. That would be so cool. Like like dark. Yeah. And gothic. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that. Yeah. Definitely here for that. I'm all done, I reckon. Yeah, me too. I don't think I've I've got any more any more ideas up my sleeve. I think any of those would be fan bloody tastic. Yeah. At the moment, I'm in. I'm in the. Uh... Oh no, I know that one. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm in the ones that are very obscure. Uh, the silver monkey. <laughs> the silver monkey. <laughs> Interesting. But two down is uh, Talia. Uh, uh, <laughs> Talia Abdul. Straight up. Been done. <laughs> Taliago. Um yes. Clayface of Japan. Clayface of Japan. For Morpheus Rex. What the hell? 
uh, Rayman. Rayman. Sister Crystal. <laughs> Son of Man. <laughs> Son of Man? What? <laughs> Otherwise known as the man he laughs. Oh, okay. Is this a joking thing? Uh, the Son of Man is a French supervillain and an enemy of Knight Turner. Whoever that is. As an infant, Norman S. Rotrig uh, was uh, manipulated by his insane father to become what his father believed was the living masterpiece of art. Cool. Mm. Uh, the Son of Man, known as the uh, permanent Glasgow smile on his face. So it's a French counterpart of the Joker. Aha. So it's a French Joker. It's a French Joker. Le Joker en Francais. Yes. Hey. All right, I think we should wrap it up there, hey? Mr. Toxic. <laughs> Wolf Spider. <laughs> I think you've just, like, found the list of the uh, most obscure Batman villains, and you're just reading them out now, because they sound funny. Nobody. Ah, <laughs> oh, Punchline. I know that one. Yeah, I think I've heard of Punchline. Yeah, that was on Fat Man, Fat Man Beyond. Yeah, how uh, it uh, he was, or it is, a person who is f- a physical meant a uh, physical uh, representation of a cartoon brought to life. Mm. Yeah, punch punchline. Punchline. He's got a giant mallet. Love it. Mm. Love it. Stag. All right. Yes. Shall we wrap up? I suppose so. Okay, because <laughs> we'll be the here. The Atomic all... Man. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our um, Batman-filled popcorn culture. Um, yeah, you better. Our rogues gallery dream casting for the Matt Reeves universe. Hopefully, some of them come to pass. Fingers crossed. Mm. Um. That would be freaking awesome. Um, either way, I'm excited for what the future brings in terms of Matt Reeves and DC. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good things. All good things. Um, we can only hope. We can only hope. All right, that's popcorn culture done, done, diddly done. And before we uh, leave you tonight, yes. um, I have a thing to plug. Um, oh. cause it's that time of the month, uh, this week, uh, <laughs> no jokes here. Shut up. No jokes here. Yes. Um, I'm not allowed to make jokes. <laughs> uh, of course I'm referring to, uh, the monthly at Winifred's. There is a new episode coming out this Wednesday. Yay. Um, yay. Featuring a special guest by the name of Wayne Stellini. Um, because, ah. yes, because, uh, Wayne Fulia and myself 
um, got together and um, we have made some Oscar predictions. Oh. Yeah. So we recorded it in two parts. Um, so we've recorded our predictions. The Oscars are happening at time recording tomorrow. At uh, the time of you listening to this, it'll be... Uh, today. It'll be today. Um, but if you're watching this, then it's tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be recording the second half, see how we did, making some guesses. And uh, Wayne won't be joining us for the second part, unfortunately. But... Um, he, yeah, I know. Sad face. But he was there for the main part of the show, which is the prediction part. Um, so we'll be able to uh, tally up how we did and... Uh, I guess whoever wins will be the, the, the Oscar champion for 2022. Yay. Yay. We'll see how it goes. Celebrate the dying tradition of <laughs> rich people giving rewards to other rich people. Yes. Look, I like to see it as every industry has an awards night and this is Hollywood's awards night. So, Even though they sort of cut down all the little people. I know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Just for the ratings. You know what? Who needs editors? Yeah, they only put the films together. Yeah, sound mixes. Who needs know. who needs a who needs score? Like that's the one category they're not doing live that makes no sense. Score. Mm. Like, come on. What is a film without music? Um, a silent film. A silent Ha-ha! film. Ha-ha! Zing. All right. So yes, yeah, stay tuned. Episode. Uh, a new episode of the monthly at Winifred's is out this week. Um, subscribe so you can catch that when it drops. Um, but apart from that, that's that's all I've got. That's all she wrote. Yeah. Yes. And you can find Folia on Twitch. Yeah. Go follow Folia. Foolish Fuji on Twitch. Do it. Yes. Do She's it. She's doing Pokemon. Is she? She's catching some Pokemon. Catching some Pokemon. Got to catch them all. Wow. Yep. That's what they say. That's what they well, that's what they all say. Yeah. Just like any variant, catch them all. <laughs> Boom. Alright. Double call. Let's wrap it up, shall okay. we? Okay. And, and that, that was a podcast, was a podcast called, called Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Freddy Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com slash freddyalienproductions.com. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I've been the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, Black Spider. One, two, and three. I'm Michael Lister. <laughs> and you've, and just, you've experienced just experienced a podcast, a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. This is my selling things voice. <laughs> Thanks Remember for... <laughs> to eat beef. Remember to eat beef. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Yes, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the Doctor is in, and Batman is also vengeance, he's also the knight, he's also Batman. Indeed. 
Buy a new pair of legs for only $28. Dry enough to walk on in four hours. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, thank yes. you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you wonderful people. And apologies for the technical difficulties. That's oh. right. They're not going to Sorry. End card. It's fine. Thank you, thank you. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Farewell. See you next week. Bye bye. And, and see. see.